they're going through everything and testing it. Love so they're testing it. Oh. I'll tell you after. We live. We live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one with Lavar and Mary. With Lavar and Mary. I love when time sneaks up on us and we're chatting. <laughs> but welcome to Stage <laughs> One with Lamar and Mary. It's Friday night, September 16, 2022. That, I'm sorry, folks, but I'm just going to have it aside with my wonderful friend Mary over here. But normally we get a countdown here on Blog Talk Radio of when the show is about to start. Now, I, I actually, you know, Mary and I, we were talking. And I look up at the time, and normally we get a little bit of warning before, like, 10, 20 seconds. Never got it. Show just starts. Here we are, and we're with you, and we're live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, what are yeah, you Yeah, because when we get the countdown, that's when we're like, okay, we're, we're in the countdown. We'll talk afterwards. No. We find a good place to stop. Unless we're talking about the show, which is even better, because then it's like... Okay, we'll catch up when we're on the show. We'll we'll go through it. Just in the night, we just do that. We're just starting here. Here you go. Just, just, hey, here it is. <laughs> I think one of these days we're just gonna like start. the show's gonna start. It's probably not even gonna play the music. You're probably gonna hear us talking about something that probably we don't want you to hear, and that's how it's gonna go. <laughs> But it's Friday night, September 16th, 2022, show number 207. So glad that you are with us. That's why I was like, I never am surprised with what occurs on live radio, because this is what I love. It's not a perfect show. And I think we've said this time and again throughout all 207 shows. It ain't perfect, folks. If you came looking for perfection, yeah, you didn't find it here. But um, <laughs> you're in the wrong spot, yeah, honey. You're in the wrong place for that one, buddy. Um, <laughs> but it's what we love, and this is why we're here. And we love the spontaneity of everything, and we love flying by the seat of our pants. And um, we do that each and every week here uh, at ten o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central. Hello to all of you from coast to coast and around the world, our friends who are everywhere listening to this. Uh, we thank you, as always, and a uh, little bit of a full show tonight. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, I had planned, and I will be honest with you, that we'll see where it goes, but I, if we have time, we'll do an Urban Dictionary Word of the Day, uh, but a lot of stories here tonight. I guess getting right into it, how has your week been, and how are you, my friend? Um, I am surviving, surviving. I will survive. No, sorry. I don't want con- I don't want a copyright. Sorry. Copy- <laughs> copyright strike on here. Um, I'm surviving, which is good. Um, it's been a long week, and it felt like a long week. And it felt like a long week to a lot of different people. Like, today's really only Thursday. But then it was really like the day started. Today's Friday. The day started. Mm-hmm. And then I look up, and the day's almost over. And it's like, whoa, where did the day go? But if you would have asked me Monday what day it was, I'd be like, it's not Friday yet. 
it felt like one of those weird slow moving, fast moving weeks. Slow right. fast days, slow weeks. How are you doing? I am doing well. Um this has been you know, I have a few days that I have to take off, uh, which is always good when they force you to take time off because uh, I'm a hard worker throughout <laughs> the uh, first portion of the year. But, yes, um, took some time off. And, you know, when you take time off, how you don't look forward to going back and you're trying to think of a million reasons uh, or different ways to figure out fast how to make a million bucks that you don't have to go back. <laughs> right. But um, I know I'm not, and unless I like play the lottery and I win something between now and Monday, that I'm going back to how it is. So, uh, but no, that's pretty much how it's been. But uh, like I said, it, it's it's been a week, and it's been long. It's been fast in some spots. Of course, it's always fast when you take off. When you're working, it drags. Um, but hopefully for a lot of you, you will spend this weekend. This is what I call now. I know that a lot of you are going to probably be watching football in some way or another. College on Saturday, pros on Sunday. Uh, it hasn't disappointed uh, these first uh, couple of weekends. So uh, looking forward to that. And I don't think there's really anything else that's uh, going on this weekend. Um, it's been pretty, I mean, it, once you get past Labor Day, uh, it, it, it pretty much is like you're doing some fallsy things. Now, I will tell you really quick before we go into anything else that uh, someone sent me a picture. They were at their local Walgreens uh, this past week, and already up is Christmas stuff. I kid you not. I can see that your eyes roll. <laughs> I like seriously, like it's all like like oh, really? We haven't even got to Halloween. We haven't even gotten to October. Like forget even Halloween. We haven't even gotten to October yet. Like nope. happy sweetest day. But get yeah. <laughs> no. Christmas stuff already on the shelves. That is like I wonder how, how how does how does how does the uh the turkey feel because the turkey's got to be upset about this. I'm pretty sure it is not happy. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I don't. We're going too fast, man. Slow it down. There used to be a time Christmas stuff didn't come up until maybe around Novemberish. Um. You, let's get the Halloween stuff out of the way first. Let's kind of roll through this. Not that I'm not a fan of Christmas, but too early. And I think it kills the mood because this is what I was uh, saying last year, I'm pretty sure at this time, is that there used to be a time that you would look forward to uh, the sales and, you know, the Christmas wish list and the books and you know, Black Friday, even though you hated the crowd aspect of it, but you were excited about the deal. Now they start Black Friday pretty – I wouldn't even be shocked if they start Black Friday sales in October. Uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just kind of – and I think when you have a long, drawn-out holiday season like that, I know everybody wants to get a jump on it. But when you have a long, drawn-out holiday season like that, 
it's almost to a point of where you don't really enjoy it because it's taking so long. And it just it takes away the fun and night. Yeah, the whole thing in the holiday season was that you prepped for Thanksgiving. You were excited that you could eat like a pig, and it was a national holiday for it. And then once you got past the turkey, you know, everybody sat there, and then you got excited because you knew that you could start planning now for Christmas. You know, that's how it should be. And now, because everyone wants to be first with stuff, you're, like, drawing it. I mean, what's next? You're going to, like, see Christmas clearances in, like, early November? Is Valentine's Day stuff coming out in, like, mid-November? We're going, like, way too far ahead too soon. Let's just savor where we're at right now. You know? Yeah, I I agree with you. There used to be a point of... It feels like we're rushing it, so then what... I guess it comes down to, like, I used to, like, full-on decorate for Halloween. And I mean, outside the house, inside the house. I have this little thing, like, the Santa's Village, but it's spooky town. I I go all out, right? And then I take it down, and I have November to clear off everything and get everything prepped for Christmas, and then I go all out for Christmas. And even though Christmas is my second favorite holiday outside of Halloween, I would still do it because it was fun and it was time. Now it feels like with Christmas decorations already on sale, I don't want to put up Halloween decorations. You're already forcing me to think about Christmas. Right. And it takes away from part of that fun, part of that, yeah. Yeah. I agree is what it comes down to. I agree 100% wholeheartedly with what you're saying. It's like, slow down, people. Um. The interesting thing that I've read this week, and I usually like to share this every once and again, and I do know uh, for our friends across the pond, um, Monday will be the funeral for Queen Elizabeth II. Um, one of the things that occurred uh, yesterday was that uh, one of the guards uh, fainted. Um, the Queen Royal Guard had uh, fainted uh, while... Uh, standing there at attention and there was an article that talked about how British military guards must follow proper protocol even while fainting and it said that while plenty of jobs have strict rules and regulations particularly those within a country's military force uh, there are a few positions that require the composure stamina and decorum expected of the British military guards who have served as the Queen's Royal Guard during the uh, reign of Queen Elizabeth II. And per the official website of the Household Division of the British Army, uh, the Royal Bodyguard dates back to the era of King Henry VIII. And it says here, of course, that all Royal Guards must follow uh, protocols which include avoiding smiling and laughing, uh, remaining non-reactive to people surrounding them unless an emergency requires shouting a command or pointing their rifles in warning foregoing bathroom breaks and learning how to faint properly. So how does mm-hmm. one faint properly while guarding the British sovereign? A 2011 Express article reported that soldiers must learn how to, quote, faint to attention, which is why photographs of lineups in which one of the guards has passed out usually shows the unfortunate person lying face down on the ground with their arms at their side. It's expected 
that if the soldier feels themselves going down, they pitch forward directly onto their front while still holding their rifle at attention. According to Major Dodd Vaughn of the Welsh Guards, he says it will probably involve a broken nose and a whole lot of missing teeth. Uh, and as we stated, one of the guards holding vigil at Queen Elizabeth II's coffin as she lied in state fainted in front of a large crowd of shocked onlookers, several of whom had spent hours in line waiting to pay their respects. The man reportedly swayed on his feet just before he collapsed, first briefly stepping off the podium beside the coffin, rejoining the other guards, and eventually falling forward, perhaps, quote, to attention, as he was instructed during his training. The live stream of the event paused momentarily as police officers went to assist. The other guards remained at attention as is the protocol in such situations. Um, And... They must remain at the coffin for 24 hours each day as she lies in state. They remain entirely motionless at each corner of the casket's podium, rotating every 20 minutes, but compete, uh, completing a total of six hours of standing for each shift. And one said, how can guards avoid fainting in the first place under such grueling circumstances? Uh, one of the sergeant majors said that he recommends exercising in advance, staying hydrated and wiggling one's toes and tensing the calves while standing further explaining that if you are resting on your heels, the blood doesn't flow back to the brain. Uh, he advised staying alert and concentrating, sharing that, quote, he did equations while performing his guarding duties. I did not know that there was a falling in attention. <laughs> um, oh, yes, they must faint Yes. with decorum. With decorum. Like, I knew that. I, I, was, I, I was laughing because I was like, I knew that something like that existed, but I didn't realize that it was this, like, I don't want to say insane because insane means that it's like it's 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 bad. It's not insane, but it's oh my gosh, you know, yes. it is it is oh my gosh is what it is. It's 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 yeah. I guess insane is the way to put it. They really, 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 really take it seriously, and I, I mean I appreciate that. I appreciate that they take it seriously. So, so if one doesn't faint uh, the proper way, um, here's my issue. What happens after you come to? Are you going to be? um... (laughs) There will be reprimands. Uh, I I guess. Um... There will be reprimands. No, not even I guess. There will. (laughs) You will be reprimanded. And by the way, correction, I know last week uh, we had talked about the imperial state crown. One interesting note about who could touch it. Only three people were allowed to touch it. The monarch, the archbishop of Canterbury during the coronation ceremony, and the crown jeweler, who is responsible for the crown's maintenance as well as keeping it secure whenever it leaves the Tower of London. So only three people could touch that thing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually one crown that cannot be worn by Charles because it is only meant for queens. So unless he's going to be a queen at some yeah, point. Well, well, not not there's anything wrong with that, but he really, he really decided he wants to wear one. That's on him. Which is where it's going. <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing if that's what he's decided to do, but if that's something he does until he goes through the transition, he can't wear it. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. So, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, that's a couple of quick things there that, uh, corrections and things to know. Uh, but the almanac, 
takes us to today, and as I am, I feel like I, ha- I have in front of me usually a um, calendar so I can keep myself here up to date. But as we stated, today is September 16th. A lot of different things going on today. Uh, today uh, is Mayflower Day. It's also National Cin- uh, Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day, National Guacamole Day. It's National Play-Doh Day. National Step Family Day, National Working Parents Day, National Tradesman Day, and National POW MIA Recognition Day. And then uh, tomorrow, a lot of things. It's National Apple Dumpling Day. It's Constitution Day and Citizenship Day. Uh, It is National Monte Cristo Day. It is National Professional House Cleaners Day. It is Boys and Girls okay. Club Day for Kids. Uh, it is also National Cleanup Day, which is the third Saturday in September. National Dance Day. National Gymnastics Day. Puppy Mill Awareness Day. And Responsible Dog Ownership Day, which is the third Saturday in September. And then Sunday brings us Air, the Air Force's birthday. Uh, it is National HIV AIDS and Aging Awareness Day. Wife Appreciation Day. And National Cheeseburger Day. Uh, so Sunday, you can get yourself a cheeseburger. And then on Monday, uh, it is National Butterscotch Pudding Day. It is also Talk Like a Pirate Day on Monday. Arr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Monday also marks the 40th anniversary of the debut of the syndicated version of Wheel of Fortune, September 19th, 1983, uh, is when it Wow. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it brings us National Care for Kids Day, National Pepperoni Pizza Day, National Punch Day, National String Cheese Day, National Fried Rice Day, it is National Voter Registration Day, and National uh, IT Professionals Day a lot of different things on that day so you could either celebrate by having pepperoni pizza or fried rice or both depending on how daring you are <laughs> make a pepperoni pizza t- flavored fried rice i guess can you <laughs> yeah <laughs> only you could do that i can't do that uh the 21st <laughs> yes you can do that on the 21st it's national chai day c-h-a-i chai or chai, or however you want to pronounce it. National New York Day and National Pecan Cookie Day is on that day. September 22nd, there's a lot of different stuff, so um, bear with me because I'm going to go through this list real quick. September 22nd, next Thursday, is National States and Capitals Day. It is American Business Women's Day, Car Free Day, Dear Diary Day, Elephant Appreciation Day, it is Hobbit Day, Centenarian's Day, National Girls' Night, National Ice Cream Cone Day, National Leg Wear Day, National Online Recovery Day, National White Chocolate Day, and the one day that Mary and I always get into an argument about because according to the calendar, it is the autumnal equinox on that day. <laughs> That is what it says. That is what I am reading. 
That is exactly how it should be said. Autumnal equinox. Yes. And then just to give you guys a heads up to next Friday, it is uh, Celebrate uh, Bisexuality Day, National Checkers Dogs and Politics Day, National Great American Pot Pie Day, National Snack Stick Day, National Teal Talk Day. It is Energize Day, which is the day after the autumn equinox. Uh, National Brave Day, National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day, and Restless Legs Awareness Day. Now, there's one thing that I did not mention here, and that is what Wednesday. Uh, I like to call it uh, the day that you will hear Earth, Wind, and Fire September because do you remember the 21st of September? The 21st night. <laughs> no. <laughs> An interesting note to that, because you know that I love to give interesting notes, and I like to do um, my research. Of course, that is the song that was released in 1978. Um, It was, of course, a successful commercially um, song for them. reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B Songs chart, number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and says that the song remains a staple of the band's body of work and has been sampled, covered, remixed, and then re-recorded numerous times. It was added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry list of sound recordings that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically important. That was done in 2018. The one interesting thing um, uh, about this song, uh, it was, uh, besides being number 65 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, uh, so it's A major with a tempo of 126 beats per minute in common time. Uh, <laughs> the backstory, the wonderful backstory to this was uh, using a chord progression written by Earth, Wind, and Fire guitarist Al McKay, vocalist Maurice White and songwriter Ali uh Wills wrote the song over one month, and he was initially Wills was initially bothered by the gibberish body lyrics that White used throughout the song, and he begged him to rewrite it. And he said, "In quote, I just said what the f does body mean?" And he essentially said, "Who the f cares?" He says, "I learned my greatest lesson ever in songwriting from him, which was never let the lyric get in the way of the groove." <laughs> And the other interesting backstory to that was although several theories about the significance of the date have been suggested, the songwriter Marius White claimed that he simply chose the 21st due to how it sounded when sung. And his wife, Marilyn White, however, claimed that September 21st was the due date of his son, uh, Cabron. That according to lyricist Allie Wills. But it's always fun to hear the backstories to these songs and how things almost didn't happen. Because I don't know if it would be as cool or as good if they had never written in the uh, body uh, lyrics. Right? I'd love that song. Regardless of whether they wrote in that lyric or not, that was a great, great song. So, yes. So, on Wednesday, make sure that uh, I'm pretty sure if you turn on a radio station somewhere, they will be playing it all throughout the day. But uh, that is the almanac, and um, 
that is what's going on in that neck of the woods. Uh, the week ahead, usually, like I said, we don't usually look too far ahead, but I do know that Monday, uh, globally, everyone will, all eyes will be on London. Um, Tuesday of next week, it is expected that the Windows 11 2022 update will be released by Microsoft. So just a heads up, um, there is word coming that it is done, and a lot of experts and tech experts uh, are saying that uh, that is the date that it will be released. And uh, like I said, on Wednesday, I call it Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Go ahead and play September all day long um, and enjoy. But that takes us into topic one tonight, and I guess in a way, every for every bad story, you hope that a good follow-up story occurs. And that kind of happened this week, and one in which I don't think this is, you know, sadly, in the 207 shows that we've done, I don't think that this is the last story, or this is probably another story in which we've done this. But there was a story this week, and I'll start with the bad parts of this, and then I'll start with where society kind of comes in. But earlier this week, uh, Piper Lewis, who was 17, uh, was sentenced to five years of closely supervised probation after she pled last year to a voluntary manslaughter and willful injury in the June 2020 killing of Zachary Brooks. Um, she was pretty much um, uh ordered to pay $150,000 restitution to the man's family. And um, as we said, she had pled last year to a voluntary manslaughter and willful injury and his killing. Both charges were punishable by up to 10 years in prison. And uh, the Polk County District Judge on Tuesday deferred those prison sentences, meaning that if she violates any portion of her probation, be sent to prison and serve that 20-year term. And then as for being required to pay the estate of her rapist, he said, and quote, this court is presented with no other option. Noting that the restitution is mandatory under Iowa law that has been upheld by the Iowa Supreme Court. Uh, the backstory, as we stated, that she was 15 when she stabbed him more than 30 times in a Des Moines apartment. And officials have said that she was a runaway who was seeking to escape an abusive life with her adoptive mother and was sleeping in the hallways of an apartment building when the 28-year-old man took her in before forcibly trafficking her to other men for sex. Lewis said one of those men was Brooks and that he had raped her multiple times in the weeks before his death. Uh, she recounted being forced at knife point by the 28-year-old man to go uh, with him to his apartment for sex. She told officials that after he had raped her yet again, she grabbed a knife from a bedside table and stabbed him in a fit of rage. Police and prosecutors have not disputed that she was sexually assaulted and traf- uh, trafficked. But prosecutors have argued that Brooks was asleep at the time he was stabbed and not in immediate danger to Lewis. Iowa is not among the dozens of states that have a so-called safe harbor law that gives trafficking victims at least some level of criminal immunity. Uh, she earned her GED while being held in juvenile detention, and she acknowledged in a statement uh, prior to her sentencing that she struggled with the structure of her detention, including, quote, why I was treated like fragile glass or wasn't allowed to communicate with her friends or family. And she stated that her spirit has been burned but still glows through the fl- uh, flames as she read from a statement. And um, the 
thing about that is that for a victim, and I'm going to use that word in this term, to have to pay restitution uh, bought a rage to a lot of people. Hence the second part of this story. A GoFundMe account uh, right afterwards, which was created for her, raised more than $200,000 in fewer than 24 hours. And uh, it, uh, one, of the, uh, for, one of her former teachers launched a GoFundMe account after her sentencing to seek help paying the fee. And as we said, the account exceeded that 150000 goal. Uh, the account crossed that goal by 12.15 p.m. on Wednesday. And he said that Piper uh, does not deserve to be financially burdened for the rest of her life because the state of Iowa wrote a law that fails to give judges any discretion as to how it's applied. This law doesn't make sense in many cases, but in this case, it's morally unjustifiable. Uh, he says, a child who was raped under no circumstances should owe the rapist family money. Uh, the teacher also said, in addition to paying the restitution fee, the funds will be used to pay an additional $4,000 restitution to the state, remove financial barriers should she want to go to college or start a business, and also to give her the financial capability to explore ways to help offer young victims, uh, other young victims of sex crimes. Uh, as the donations have increased, he said that he was overjoyed with the prospects of removing that burden. And as of Thursday morning, the total had reached more than $330,000 with over 8,600 individual donations made to the account. Um, it is a story that hopefully ends well for her. But the laws definitely have to change in this. This is why it's important that you vote. Uh, laws have to change. There is no way that anyone who has to go through what she goes through to pay restitution for someone that took you through hell, I, it's, it's mind-boggling each and every time that we hear stories like this. Unfortunately, you're not going to get feel-good stories at the end where people come together to pay you know, off someone's restitution. I'm just, I'm floored at the fact that there was nothing that they could do for someone that went through what this young lady went through. Mm -hmm. uh, your thoughts? Okay, so I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion by the end of this, but let's start out with Bravo. Um, good on everyone that has donated and felt that this was wrong and that she should not have to be a victim more than once. So bravo to that. Um, my unpopular opinion is, and not that I don't think she deserves it because I think she does, and from the work that I've done with three-letter alphabet soup um, about human trafficking, I understand. It's a, it's, it's a shock. Um, they, they treated her like glass because they didn't know how to treat her. They have, probably haven't gone through the training on how to treat her. So there's a lot of things that are going on there. Um, but why her? Like, there's got to be other people out there that this, not just her. How about this? Not just her. That GoFundMe should start some kind of movement. Because I have a feeling, and this is, and I, I hope I'm wrong. Won't be the last time. It's, 
not the last time. It won't be no. the last time, but it will no. be. This GoFundMe will be the end of, you know, they'll, they'll go into the GoFundMe. She'll get the money for the restitution, get that taken care of, pay off all the court costs. That'll get taken care of. She'll come out of whatever kind of situation she needs to get out of and get set up to start her life as a normal human, like not normal. That's not, not the word I want to use. As a free human being and be able to start her life, but then it's going to stop. Like, that's going to stop. That GoFundMe is not going to continue to, to produce cash for her. It's not going to produce cash for other people that are going through this. And it's not going to change minds of people if they don't go to their – they don't read or understand or know the laws of their state. And I hate that. That's the unpopular part of the I hate that this is going into a GoFundMe and it's going to stop. This should be the start, not the end. This should be the beginning of something that moves more than just her mountains, but moves many mountains for people that are human trafficked. And I'm not just talking about sex trafficking. I'm talking about labor trafficking. I'm talking about people that are coerced into trafficking, uh, kidnapped victims, people that do it start willingly in one area and then end up drawing more people in for traffickers, the entire thing. It's insane that there are still, and and this is a weird word to use, but there are still slaves out there. Mm -hmm. You don't look at somebody and go, you're a slave, but there are, and that's unpopular and it's uncomfortable and it's, it's blunt and in your face, and I don't care. Um, I want people to look at this and go, you know what? That GoFundMe needs to keep going, and we need to fight the bigger issue, which is bad laws. These are laws that were put into place many, many, many years ago that nobody re-looked at and looked at it really with the hard scope of what is actually going on. So bad laws, bad people awful trafficking rates. It's not just, I'm surprised it happened in Iowa. It's usually not a stopping point. It's, there's a ring. Like, not just, in the, it's not just a ring as in, it's a trafficking ring, but it's an actual ring. There's a circle. There, it starts in one city and then moves to another, and there's a circular pattern to it. And if that's something that somebody wants to talk to me about later, this is hours and hours and hours of conversation, but I've got stories. You know, wow. and it sucks. It sucks overall. I hope, I hope, I hope that this puts her on a good path, and I really do hope that she succeeds. I, 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 with all sincerity in my heart, I hope she succeeds. I hope she gets out from under everything, and doesn't doesn't fear being free. Doesn't right. fear the life that she had to leave because of something stupid that happened in the courts. So good luck to her moving forward and and to the people of Iowa and any other state that has these weird restitution laws, they might need to start really looking at what's going on. Right. So, uh, yeah, we definitely hope that it is the start of good things for her. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I have a feeling that it's not going to be the last story that we hear about this, but... Um, yeah, it definitely needs to bring a national attention to um, when people are victims of predators like this who put them through 
lives like that and them fighting back because it sets kind of a wrong, um, it sets a wrong precedent that, you know, they can't fight back for fear of being penalized um, for them trying to get out of that situation, even if it's abusive or even worse. And, yeah, it, it just best of luck to her because uh, I know it's not even from a monetary standpoint. It's going to be more from a mental standpoint of, you know, I hope that she keeps that strength um, and that she uses it for good. Um, before we go to the retro moment of the week, it seems, unfortunately, that every week uh, we come with a fond farewell goodbye. But this one uh, is um, of note. Uh, the, on the obit page, and that is of um, musician Ramsey Lewis, who passed away this week at the age of 87. You know, if you at any point have heard any type of jazz, chances are you probably have heard one of his songs, whether it is The In Crowd or Sun Goddess or Wait in the Water. And um, he won with the in crowd the 1965 Grammy Award for Best Jazz Performance. I can't tell you how many movies that that song was probably used in, uh, or you know just the awards and recognitions that he has received in his lifetime. Uh, but uh, he pretty much was for a person that was uh, born here in Chicago, Chicago's own, and known nationwide and. Um, uh, once again, uh, I guess the fans of time took of uh, those who have contributed a lot to society, and Ramsey Lewis was definitely one of those. So uh, thanks, of course, to him for what he left for the world of jazz. So, um, yeah, just an outlook on that. But Retro Moment of the Week is next. Uh, when we return, uh, more stories here this week on page one, and if we have a little time, we will do the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. So uh, retro moments first. We'll explain those on the way back, and then we'll also take a live look at Twitter, too. Uh, but first, you're listening to Page One with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, come see. Not me, Dorothy. There's nothing to be afraid of, Cowardly Lion. It's a nice surprise. Close your eyes. Oh, right. Now open them. See? Curad. Curad comic strips. Out in the bandages with pictures on them of you and me. And me? Yes, Scarecrow, and you. Tin Woodman, too. See? I like that one best. And even the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> oh, I could flip. Imagine me on a comic strip. Cure it with an alphabet that won't stick to the sore. <laughs> me, ouchless. Yes, now at the store. Wonderful comic strips. With us on them. Us from Oz. Get yours right away. Ask the Curad Comics Tips 
bandages. Today? Another fine product made by Kendall. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. And welcome back to Page Walt Var Mary for this Friday night, September 16th. Uh, you know that Panasonic commercial with Earth, Wind, and Fire, it is exactly what you thought it was. It's a huge boombox that it was a commercial for that back in 1980 at the uh, start of the boombox craze. And then the Curad um, uh, strips. Uh, was uh, pretty much was what it was was band-aids with comic characters from the Wizard of Oz. But do you know the main voice of Dorothy in that commercial? No, I don't. Should I? You should. Uh, if they were still with us, they would be celebrating their 105th birthday on Sunday, but that is the voice of June Foray who was best known as the voice of Rocky the Flying Squirrel, Natasha, uh, Lucifer from Disney's Cinderella, Cindy Lou Who, Jokey Smurf, Granny from the Warner Brothers cartoons. At one point, her career encompassed radio, theatrical shorts, feature films, television, records, video games, talking toys, and other media. And Chuck Jones, the great cartoonist, was once quoted as saying, that June Foray is not the female Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc was the male June Foray because she voiced so many um, characters and cartoons and uh, commercials. Uh, if you think of Mel Blanc, then the other person that you should be thinking of right after that is June Foray. And a lot of people are saying that she was instrumental as well in the creation of the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature in 2001. Um, she was active between 1929 to 2014 uh, in regards wow. to... So her career was quite extensive. Uh, even being in The Simpsons and the season one episode, Some Enchanted Evening, as the receptionist for the Rubber Baby Buggy Bumper Babysitting Service, if you recall that. Um so, yeah, she was on a lot of different things. And if you go through uh, her career, uh, unfortunately, she passed away at the age of 99 back in 2017, two months before her 100th birthday. But, you know, if you and she started pretty much at the age, uh, I believe, uh, her voice was first broadcast in a local radio drama when she was 12 years old. And by age 15, she was doing regular radio voice work. <laughs> so, yes. Um, June Foray, probably the most prolific. I mean, we talk about prolific voices. June Foray is probably on the... Um, She's on the prob- list of voices you didn't know you knew. Yes. 
I, I would probably say if you were going to do like a Mount Rushmore voiceovers, everybody would always put Mel Blanc, but I think Drew Foray properly belongs there too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you could name a show and more than likely she was probably in it. And, and I'm looking right now. So on television, she did Woody Woodpecker, Huckleberry Hound, of course, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Flintstones, uh, because at one point she did in the pilot voice Betty Rubble. It's uncredited. Uh, Mr. Magoo with Bugs Bunny. She was Granny and Witch Hazel. She was on Yogi Bear, The Alvin Show, uh, Beetle Bailey, The Flintstones. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just stretched from like every decade. I think the last thing she did was the Looney Tunes show from 2011 to 2014. And in video games, she did uh, DuckTales. Um, in 2013, that was one of the last things that she did over there. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. Oh, and also, there's archival voice recordings uh, in Tom and Jerry that was used as recently as last year. Uh, that she still, that they still use her for. So yes, um, June Foray. There you go. Wow! You know. Wow! 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 Yes. Um, there was a story this week out of El Paso, Texas. A teacher in El Paso, Texas is on administrative leave uh, and facing termination after she told students to call pedophiles, quote, minor attracted persons. In an incident that was captured on video and shared on social media, according to the city school's district, in an 18-second clip, the Franklin High School teacher can be heard telling students to, quote, Stop calling them that. You're not allowed to label people like that. We're not going to call them that, teachers heard saying in a video. We're going to call them MAPS, minor attracted persons. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. The teacher was identified by the El Paso Teachers Association as Amber Parker, who teaches English at Franklin High School. NBC News reached out to Parker, who said that, quote, she's not legally allowed to comment at this time. Requests for a comment from Franklin High School were not immediately returned. And uh, it's unclear, and prior to the 18-second video or what the context of the exchange was, the El Paso Independent School District declined to answer questions on what led to the classroom discussion. The school district was made aware of the incident early last week and promptly launched an investigation, according to a spokesperson, uh, Liza Rodriguez. And they said after a thorough investigation was conducted, uh, during a special board meeting, the Board of Trustees approved a decision to notify the teacher of proposed termination. Uh, any allegation of potential misconduct is investigated thoroughly, and the safety of their students is a top priority. The school district would not disclose the findings of its investigation or any other information saying that the incident is, quote, a personnel matter. And um, prior to the vote on Tuesday, the board's vice president said that the classroom exchange was taken out of context. However, uh, he then had a change of heart after being briefed in the school district's findings following their investigation. He says, initially I was shocked and horrified when I saw the video. Then when I heard what she was, uh, uh, that she was trying to be sarcastic, I felt bad for her. However, when the district's investigation into the situation helped him understand the full story, he had no doubt that terminating this teacher is the right thing to do. Any reasonable person that heard the results of the investigation will vote to terminate her. Uh, he wouldn't share the details of the investigation or what led to him changing his mind. 
even a jest, this teacher should have known. And I really hope, though, I can't even say that. I can't even hope that you were saying it in jest because you don't say that. It's, you're in a school situation, and as a teacher, when it comes to things like that, you know, you could joke around about maybe um, uh, how many kids Nick Cannon has. You probably can't. He's about to have number 10 and 11. He already had nine this week. You could joke about that, possibly. But this, uh, yeah, I think that whatever the school board decided to do pretty much was for the best because even in jest, you don't know if they're joking. You don't even, I mean, I don't, you can't tell anymore. Some people might turn around and be like, oh, I was just joking. When you really did mean it. <laughs> Unfortunately, and here's the unfortunate part. I understand why she's joking about it because people have gone too far with the whole judgment of things with mm-hmm. sexuality and with, I mean, if she said something about, I'm not going to call you by your pronouns, she could get um, fired or dismissed or put on administrative leave. Um, if she said, I'm going to call you by your pronouns, but I want you to make sure that you tell me the exact pronoun you want. If you say it, you don't get a chance to change it. That'll happen. Um, if they're like, yeah, well, I'm pansexual and I'm only in first grade. It's, it's, I get where she's going. Bad, bad timing. Awful timing on it. That's a behind closed doors. Nobody's got their cell phones out. Not in a classroom with people you know in your inner circle kind of comment. Mm -hmm. But I get where she was going. It's still wrong. And because it's wrong and I'm a rule person, you got to get fired. I mean, I know that sounds wrong, but if that's the rule, you got to get fired. So although it sucks, them's the breaks. There's some things that you can't joke about, and that's one of them. Like I said, I get where she was going with it, and and it's highly probable that she was not necessarily joking as much as she was trying to show her frustration about the state of the world and, and how people are taking these names and pronouns and um, sexuality and how you call me and what, you know, I, I identify as as seriously as everyone's doing it. I agree that everyone should have that kind of respect built in, but it also should be something that is identified by the person that's doing it. So if the person says, I am fill in the blank. Like, if I say, I am a cisgender female, a cisgender straight or heterosexual female, and my pronouns are she, her, then you could respect me and call me she, her. With the same amount of respect as if somebody else came up to me and said, I am a non-binary trans female. And my my pronouns are, I'm coming up with stuff at this point, so I'm making it up. And my pronouns are they, them. 
that I would call that person they, them when referring to they, them. It's a very touchy subject, and that's why I said that's if she was joking, which I could see where she's coming from for the joke. It's not a good one. Um, no. But if she was joking, that should have been kept behind closed doors with your inner circle of the people that know you, love you, and won't turn you into the police of right. any sort. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, really quick, um, I want to take a quick look here tonight at some things that were trending online uh, before we get into a couple of our other stories here. Um, so, trending tonight, of course, because it is Friday, <laughs> uh, we all know that WWE SmackDown uh, is trending tonight. It is uh, pretty much number one. Uh, and then also trending tonight, um, TWUG, uh, that call comes from uh, Donnie Wahlberg because it's Twitter hugs or TWUG. So he said that uh, since they're all tweeting a together, twug. Time, a twug, yes. So, Twug Time. So, that is what's trending. Uh, AEW Rampage is trending. Uh, Louisville is trending because Florida State is playing at Louisville uh, tonight in college football. Uh, So, that is what's going on with that. And then, um, also trending tonight is um, people are reacting to PARDI. As people are reacting to Megan Thee Stallion's latest Instagram post featuring her uh, partner, Party. So that is trending tonight. Uh, Also, Constantine is trending. As Warner Brothers sets their Constantine sequel, uh, Keanu Reeves and Francis Lawrence uh, to reunite, Akiva Goldman scripting and producing with Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams and Hannah McGee. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You don't like? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> or did I pronounce something wrong? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was kind of excited, actually. I didn't realize oh. we were going to do a Constantine sequel. Yeah. Although I'm not looking forward to Keanu Reeves' face, facial hair, because I don't know what that is, but that's not a beard. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Um Yes, so there will be a Constantine sequel. It's in the works. So if you were worried about it not happening, it's now happening. (laughs) Um, There is also no word. Um, Abrams had been developing a Constantine series for HBO Max. However, it will not be moving forward. It will not be moving forward there. So it's possible it could find life elsewhere. Um, So, yeah. Uh, that is no date, no nothing, but they do want to move forward with that. So you heard it here first. And then uh, <laughs> also trending tonight is, um, uh, well, I'm not even going to go to that one. Uh, but one other story, which was a very <laughs> awful. No, I wasn't because it gets too political because it has to do with California Governor Gavin Newsom challenging his Florida counterpart, Ron DeSantis, to a debate in regards to their 
conflicting stances on immigration and what has been going on this week. Uh, so Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom is trending for that. And then um, Phantom is trending because the thing is, is that uh, Phantom of the Opera, the longest running show in Broadway history is set to close in February. Uh, it is after a 35 year run on Broadway. Uh, the, oh my gosh. Yes. So if you want to see Phantom and the Opera, at least here in the States, uh, you have until February 18th, 2023. But after that, the only way that you will see it is if you go to the UK. Have you so, ever seen Phantom of the Opera? No, I have not. You uncultured swine. Um, I ain't seen so no play. I... <laughs> you know I don't mean that. Um, that was one of the first, like, uh, one of the first things I took kiddo to when I was like, you know what, you really need to understand. I'm not saying that you have to be a theater geek. Mm-hmm. But you make fun of theater geeks, so you need to understand theater geeks, okay? Like, if you're going to make fun of them, you should understand them. And that was the first musical that I brought her to, and we sat in box seats here in Las Vegas at the Smith Center. And it was the second time I'd seen it in my life, and it was still, in my opinion, just amazing. She only liked certain parts of it, but uh, I'm okay with that. She got she got to experience it. And it actually sparked a, a love for us. We ended up doing musical theater a few more times. We got season tickets to the Smith Center. We got to see some really good plays and musicals. We got to see Hamilton. Um, so that started her love of that and understanding where that, like, where I was like, oh, oh my God, that's so awesome. So, because I'm one of those theater geeks. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance, seriously, 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 go and watch it. It's it's better in person. Okay, it's better in person. Okay, it uh, was a stone groove, my man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Uh, but yeah, you got until then. Uh, tickets are currently on sale for performances through January 22nd. And after February, like I said, if you're looking to see the musical live, you'll have to travel to London, where the show will continue to run as it celebrates its 36th anniversary next month. The first Mandarin language version of the show is also slated to open in China in 2023. And then, of course, there's also the option of watching the 2004 film production which has Emmy Rossum, <laughs> Gerard Butler, Patrick Wilson, and Biddy Driver. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to. They didn't do an awful job. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Uh, family <laughs> Opera. <laughs> they didn't do an awful job. That's 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was tomatoes. an awful. It was an awful. <laughs> It was great, but it was an awful. La-dee-da. La-dee-da. I have my pinky up. Well. Oh, he's never. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And um, that's it, everybody. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, no, I have not seen it. Um, I can't even remember ever really seeing a play. What play have I seen? Um, ooh. I think when I was in high school, maybe even a little bit before that, I thought we saw a localized production of Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, That's a good one to go watch. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, I really haven't, I mean, it does uh, stop count. (laughs) Actually, you know what? If you had to go to the theater, I'd count it. For you, I'll count it. (laughs) Blue Man Group does not count. I know it does not count. Blue uh, Man Group, no. (laughs) <laughs> Although that is a musical kind of theater. Yes. They do make music. Mm-hmm. So, kind of caps. But no, as for like actual like play, I have not seen Hamilton. Haven't even seen the uh, televised version of it. I've never seen Hamilton. So, um. You better I'm... add him. Everybody add him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody. <laughs> sorry. Um, you would be quite surprised at a lot of things that I have not seen or I've seen bits and pieces of, and you will probably be very disappointed. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's see. It's about, we're at the top of the hour. So thanks for listening and tuning into page one while you hear your disgust me talking about never going to watch a play. Um, there's a couple of stories. Yeah, or movies. There's a couple of stories here, but I guess I'll get to this one, which was an interesting one, um, where this week there was an article that came out that there is a new trend in the workplace, and maybe not surprisingly, millennials are behind it. Quiet quitting is when an employee does the bare minimum at work each day, and some supervisors are starting to see this mantra pop up more frequently. They said that they're starting to see it in a multitude of places, according to uh, Jessica Schaefer with LaSalle Network. She says it does seem to be this millennial, millennial Generation Z to have made this trend popular through TikTok. She said that employees are, quote, quiet quitting because of a multitude of reasons ranging from feeling taken advantage of by their company to finding more passion in activities outside of the workplace. Regardless of that reason, she says that quiet quitting is still not recommended. She says quiet quitting can lead to very loud to a very loud firing, and she said that employers have uh, possibly taken notice of employees quiet quitting, and they should take action going forward. And I was reading, you know, beyond this as to why some people do it. I get it from a standpoint of the worker to pretty much do what is asked of them. But at the same time, yeah, it's career suicide when you don't kind of give it that extra 1%. <laughs> but I get it because there are particular places that do take advantage of a worker at times. And I'm not saying it is every place. But uh, as that old man shaking my fist at you and get off the lawn, the thing is, is that by quiet quitting, which is what some of these millennials do, you are now making the work 
uh, kind of hard for everyone else, especially because they take it one step further. And I think that when you quiet quit, what happens is that you even sometimes wind up doing less of what you're supposed to do, which is a bad habit that you do not want to take into a job. Um, Right. I've seen some of the TikTok videos about that. I know. I'm so so into it right now. I'm shocked that you told me that you've seen a TikTok video because I don't, you don't even have TikTok. (laughs) Nope, I don't. I have learned that you can watch TikTok videos without having to be on TikTok. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm into it. No, uh, I've seen some of them. And they make a good point to some things. And some businesses do need to take into account what they're doing. <laughs> So, yeah. like, yeah, like, uh, well, take into account what they're doing. So, some businesses are like, hey, your 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 workday starts at 9 o'clock. We need you here at 8.30 so that you can get through your emails and hit the ground running at 9. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you do need me in at 8.30 to get ready to go and start the day at 9, then actually my day starts at 8.30, and I'm getting exactly. paid from 8.30 until 4.30 yeah. instead of 5. If yeah. you're keeping me here till 5, then either you're giving me a longer lunch break or <laughs> I leave early. Um, and some of that is very understandable. Some people do take full advantage of that. And there are other people, like, and I, and I know I'm guilty of this, I do go in a little early so that I can be kind of feel like I've had my, my day set for me. But I also don't work. Does that make sense? Like when I go in, my day starts at 7.30. I'm there at 7.15 so that I can make my coffee, so I can go and get my water, so I can go into the powder room and pee before I start my day, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I kind of get everything logged in, I get everything logged on, and I get my day ready to get started. And then at 7.30, then I'll look at my email. And some of my coworkers are looking at emails as soon as they wake up in the morning to get ready for work. And I always go and, you know, are texting me. And I'm like, don't look at it until 7.30. My day starts for work, 7.30. And that's when I'll look at them. Now, do I stay late sometimes? Absolutely. Do I come in early and start working sometimes? Absolutely. But I also make sure that my boss understands what I'm doing and adjust accordingly. Um, mm-hmm. I work in a really good environment where I can be flexible like that. Some people can't. Right. So I get what some of the issues going through TikTok about employment are, including mm-hmm. the quiet quitting. I don't think it's right. I think that's the most illogical way of going about it. Right. Um, not only does it make you look lazy, but it puts mm-hmm. a strain on your other coworkers, unless they're all millennials, and then they're going to do it, and then what's getting done? Something exactly. that normally would take a day to get taken care of now takes a week. Yep. That's not just, it doesn't just affect you, it affects your customers. And I think people have forgotten that customers are not necessarily the, per, the person on the other side of the counter going, will you ring me up, please? Yes. I would like fries with that. It's not just them. It's also the other people you work with. It's the people that right. rely on your report. It's the people that rely on you getting a certain section done so they can get their section done in the right order. Um, those are your customers. 
So mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. I'm not saying it's all wrong, but I'm also saying it's not all right either. Yes, that, that, that's what I was leading to. I was like, it ain't all wrong. There are places, unfortunately, that take advantage of that, and there are places like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, for those places that aren't and for people that do that stuff, they have no idea of how much that affects your fellow workers all the way down to your customers. And, you know, I remember years ago uh, a boss telling me, you know, when people do uh, things that are, quote, bad, such as either being late or, uh, you know, uh, at the last possible second just taking off and not showing up to work, it affects the whole chain of everything that goes on. And I didn't see it more until, you know, there were younger people. And like I said, I don't want to blame younger people for the ills of what's going on, but like the work ethic kind of has in recent years changed a little bit in regards to specific generations. And I'm not saying all of them because there are a lot of hardworking young folks, but certain ones who felt that if someone said something to them that they didn't like, that they're now not going to work to their fullest potential, which is bad. Um, And, you know, at that point, um, it affects everybody else. And yeah, it's not good. So yeah, I mean, if that's, if you feel that you need to do that, then you probably need to go somewhere that's going to accept your work ballots (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. or work independently, you know, start some side hustles and do something else because that's not going to work in a team environment. So um, yeah, but that's what's going on with that. And then one other interesting story this week that I saw was Chicago-based United Airlines. <laughs> so we're here for the future. They are investing $15 million in electric air taxis. You heard right. They're putting its money behind a future in those in the uh, air taxi maker Eve Air Mobility. They're ordering 200 of Eve's four-seater electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. The airline is betting on travelers uh, paying around the cost of an Uber black ride for transportation to and from airports in congested cities. Last month, United also invested in the same type of aircraft from Archer Aviation. It looks exactly like uh, what we're saying is that – it's several seconds of hovering and landing, and it's a small little – looks like those small uh, what those water flights or <laughs> those planes that kind of take off and land. But uh, I don't know about this. I think, you know, air, airports are already congested. So, one, how does that work? Two, where do those things land at the airport? Three, is that going to interfere – with already a crowded air traffic space, you know, of planes taking off, because where do you land at? Do you land about a mile away from the airport, right at the airport? And even then, are those low-flying planes? And just how low are they flying? You know, and it's Uber Black. Have you seen the cost of an Uber Black? Um, But I, I, I don't know. And I was like, I've got so many questions to that. 
you know, could you imagine those in large cities like Chicago or Las Vegas or New York, you know, where there's already an issue with the timing of getting flights in and out of an airport? You know, do you really want air taxis kind of clogging up more of that airspace? Because you need to have the proper takeoff space and then the proper landing space. And where do you have that? And where do you build that land at if it's not near the airport? And if you're paying that much, I want to land in the airport right at the gate as to where I don't got to walk that far. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, I want you to take my luggage to the terminal. Get me through, all the way through security. Like, I want to be, if I'm going to pay a ton of money, which is what it sounds like it's going to be, then I want that, like, to the hangar. Like, I don't even want to go in and talk to people. I want me on a plane. Like, you take my plane, I take that to the airport, and then get on my plane. Then again, if I could afford doing that, then I'd probably be buying first class to everything. So, (laughs) 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 Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is pretty much, that's what's going on with travel on that one. Um, I wanted to do an urban dictionary word today and I kid you not. There really wasn't anything that was worth it <laughs> of what I just pulled up. Uh, there was one, and I don't know if these words are up now because of uh, with the queen passing, it's a lot of words that have to deal with like mourning and loss. And, but one of the words that was in here for <laughs> one of the words that was in here was mourning, which is the feeling of extreme horniness during times of great emotional pain. And they used to say, after Uncle Grover died, I got so morning that I went to a strip club after the funeral. That is in the Urban Dictionary. Morning. (laughs) So, yes. Um, That was the word. And then, um, yeah, I'm not even going to go into that other one. Uh, Yeah. Uh, no, not even going to do that. <laughs> I, love the, I love the, the exhale. <laughs> because it's one of those things where it's, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, we don't even want to go to that. And I'm not even going to go to some of these words because, <laughs> uh, but here's a funny one here. Uh, Phobie. Uh, this one was back in 2010. Uh, they said the antithesis of uh, FOMO, but phobia refers to someone with a fear of being invited to, to or involved in social activities. That's not the first time I've heard that this week. Where someone said, oh, you know what? I know that's coming up, but I don't really want to go. I think that's how we've become lately, where it's like you want to go to what you want to go to, but you don't want to be invited to a lot of stuff that you know that you just don't want to be there and you don't want to be around certain people. Uh, That's what that would mean. (laughs) So, yeah. You know, COVID has afforded us a a moment, and 
I know this is going to sound weird, but I am an introvert. Um, it's afforded us a little bit of a moment of letting letting us not be social. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but yeah, sometimes you know my my social battery is running quite low, and I just don't want to deal with it. So, yay for COVID for letting us kind of have that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh. That's exactly what I uh, I was thinking of, and I was trying to get to something else, maybe. But I was like, at that point, I think it is best to uh, leave it be. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, did you have any shout-outs this week? Uh, this week, let me look. I don't, well, I mean, okay. So there are some people that have been very helpful, and I have backed them up a lot this week, and I am very proud to call them my coworkers. So yay to the people that were my coworkers, that are my coworkers, that were my coworkers, the whole thing. Like, thank you for being awesome. So throwing that out there. Um, but other than that, no, I really don't. A couple weeks I'll have some stuff to say, but then in a couple of weeks we won't be here. <laughs> well, our schedule pretty much puts us as we will be here with you next. Well, I know you won't be, uh, but kind of give you folks a heads up. We'll be with you here next Friday night. And then um, we won't be with you at the end of the month. Uh, I'll be on the road. And uh, then that following week, um, someone here will be um, uh busy um not saying, who, <laughs> not saying who but she will not be here because she will be out on the road and uh i may be here but we will let you know uh and then that following week i know the both of us will be back here so uh next week we'll be back here 10 o'clock eastern nine o'clock central and then off on the 30th maybe the sixth but i may be here an abbreviated show but we'll see and then uh, back together again in October, uh, second week of October. So uh, you can schedule this how you want to, but that's how it will be over the next few weeks here for the show. But we do thank you for tuning in. No shout-outs from me. Uh, no other interesting stories tonight. Um, that pretty much was it. I did have another one, but I'm going to let that be until next week. So you'll have to hear what it is. But um, yeah, no, I'm surprised. No, no birthdays. No, I think this is a quiet time of the year where there's not a lot of birthdays or anything. Normally yeah, October, have... like every week, I'll have birthdays. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have birthdays galore in October. I think I have birthdays almost every single day, either birthdays or anniversaries. Every yep. single day in October. Actually, um, there's someone here that will be celebrating a birthday um, in the month. No, of your birthday is in February. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I said someone here. <laughs> I think they can do the math. <laughs> and it's celebrating a birthday in October. So we will have to figure out some things to do around those shows or leading up to it. 
I got to figure that out actually tonight. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, until next we meet, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Uh, don't watch too much football. Uh, otherwise you will fall asleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> fall asleep on the couch. Fall asleep on the couch. There's no such thing as yeah. too much football. Right. Or fall asleep on the couch. Um, that actually did happen to me last week. And I, I tried as much as I could. It's just something about once you get – you're so excited to watch a ton of games, and then by the time you get to it, it, it pretty much is uh, – when you get to, like, uh, another one, it's like you're tired. Uh, but I guess if we, before we leave tonight, that thing that I saw this week was from um, Kobe Simmons, who left on Twitter this. And he said, a bottle of water can be 50 cents at a supermarket, $2 at the gym, $3 at the movies, and $6 on a plane. Same water. Only thing that changed its value was the place. So the next time you feel your worth is nothing, maybe you're at the wrong place. Words to live by. (laughs) And with that, I will tell you all, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week here on page one. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 